We hope you enjoy this message from St. Martin C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. Hey, I want to throw a scripture at you to start off with. Ephesians 1 verse 4 says this, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. This, this is an incredible truth of scripture. And I want you to just wrap your head around that for a moment, that before God created the world, and I don't know how long you think the world's been around, but it's been around for a while, right? So before he created trees and mountains and you know countries and continents and seas and all of that, in this amazing world that we live in, before he even dreamed all that up, he thought of you. And he knew what you would be like, and he had a purpose for your life, and he knew you would be born now and serve his purposes in this generation. That's pretty mind-boggling. I don't know about you, but that's really amazing. At the, at the end of this sort of narrative that Paul starts in, in Ephesians, it kind of concludes in Ephesians 2 verse 10, where it says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. So right from the start, God had in mind that you and I would partner with him to do his work in the world. That's kind of the deal. That was what God was thinking. When he gave you the personality that you have, and the gifts that you have, the strengths that you have, the heart that you have for people around you, all that sort of thing, and he placed you in a context of wherever that is, the family that you're in, the work situation you're in, he knew that, and he invested all this in you because he wanted to partner with you as you were going about your daily life so he could bring his kingdom. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool that we can partner with the God of the universe in what he's doing? And that in that, we actually discover our purpose. We actually discover what life is all about. Now, we're in a series at the moment called Transforming Lives. Or, no, sorry, Transforming People. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> Transforming People. And what we're saying by that is that we, as God's people, are transformed. But he's also using us to transform the lives of others. And what, has the role, what role has the church got to play in doing that? Well, one part, what, one expectation that God has for his church is that we would be a place, it would be a place that encourages and equips us all for that work that God has for us to do. We can't opt out of this. We have to encourage you in your calling because that's what God called you to do. That's, that was his intention from long ago. So we're going to do our best at St. Martin C3 to create an environment that helps you grow into all that God has for you. And we're unapologetic about that, okay? We won't let, okay? We will keep asking you the questions. Like, and, and, and you'll see people do this here. They go, How's that ministry of yours going? Oh, yeah, it's okay. Well, okay, how can we encourage you in that? We want to hear those stories. 
We love having those conversations, just by the way, just, just letting you know. We, we love having those conversations about how does your passion and your gifts and your heart for what God's put in you, how is that being expressed? And in what context is that being expressed? We, we love having those conversations, okay? And it's not just here in you know, being on the worship team or serving as a connect group leader or something like that, but even more importantly, how that's being expressed in the world around you. you know, um, love having conversations with Will Andrew about how his building business is going and, and how the conversations he's having with his, uh, the guys that he works with. I think that's great. You know, he, he sees that as his mission field. I was talking to Bev the other day and she was sharing how she got the ladies to pray and they saw this amazing miracle, which we'll tell you about one other time. But I just think that's so cool. There's all these different things that are happening. Um, Mark and Sarah Jane are involved in um, St. Martin's Primary School down the road there and just hearing some of those stories. And all those sort of stories, those sort of things that we're hearing about your heart for the community around you and how God is leading you in that, we go, that's fantastic. And we want to encourage you in that. That's, that's our role. We actually see that as it's not so much you serving our vision, but us serving your vision. You know, that's, that's what it's all about, in creating an empower envi- empowering environment. And it not only um, goes through us as a church, but it's also kind of the DNA of our school. I know that not all of your uh, families here go to the school, but um, because the school's part of our one, one part of our church ministry, we get to shape the vision and the culture of Hillview Christian School. And our passion is not only to see children saved, like of course we're a Christian school, of course we want to see them saved, but it goes way beyond that. We see that we are growing Christian leaders, kingdom leaders for the future. So that whatever industry that they're a part of, whether it's the entertainment industry or the medical industry or the education industry, just whatever field or commerce, whatever field that they would take, something of what's been imparted into them as they've gone through Hillview and as they've grown up in church, that they would take those values and they would take that, that truth of what they know and that would be expressed in how they live their lives. So in many ways, what we do as a church and as a school is we're growing Christian leaders. And that's you guys, okay? You, 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 you just thought that I was talking about someone else, right? You're going, okay, Christian leadership, that's not me. No, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about the, the leadership that God has placed in you. Now, I know we're all Kiwis, so we push back on that a little bit and go, oh, yeah, that, that, that's not me. And, and I get that because you look at how leadership is expressed in the world around you and you go, well, yeah, mm, no, it's not like that. And, yeah, I'm not saying it's like that either. Uh, I don't know if you've watched um, The Apprentice, the new Apprentice uh, reality TV show. It's got Mike Pirro and... Um, and others who who origin of the American Apprentice, 
And on the first week, I, I watched the first week of this, and you got these young people, and they're amazing. I, I do appreciate they They're incredible young people. But they are so self-confident. You know, they, they just think they are the bee's knees. You know? I don't know if they make them say this or not, but did, did anyone sort of watch that? And they sort of come in and go, man, I'm just the best. You know, he should hire me. Like, I've got all these skills. I'm going to knock all this other competition out of the water. It's going to be awesome. You know, and we kind of look at that and we go, well, that, you know, that's not me. I don't sort of push myself forward. Well, you're in good company because Jesus says we shouldn't push ourselves forward. It's not about blowing our own trumpet, but it is about serving his purposes. And if you are serving his purposes, if you are walking with him, if your life has been transformed and you are walking that out in your life, you will you will lives of others around you. And influence is leadership. You're leading people towards Jesus. You're leading people towards the kingdom of God. See, as we read before in Ephesians 1 verse 4, you know that God has chosen you. Do you know that? I hope you know that, that God has chosen you. And you also know that you can't hide from the calling that God has placed on your life. I know we come up with all these sort of excuses, but at the end of the day, if Jesus was standing before you today and you came up with some of those excuses, I think, yeah, they wouldn't, wouldn't really wash, would it? It just, it just wouldn't, you know. Because you know that God in you, that Christ in you is greater than your weaknesses. So as we lean into him, as we cooperate with him, as we live for him, we will naturally live out those purposes. So growing great Christian leaders is a core value of who we are. And what we mean by that is not just Christian leaders in the church, but also outside of the church as well, who hold those kingdom values. But that isn't the only reason I wanted to speak on that today, because we're looking at all these different values in the series that we have as a church. But I also want to share on that, because there are actually some changes that we are making to uh, how we do leadership as a church. So let me just talk you through that. Currently, all the staff and ministry leaders in St. Martin C3 basically report to me. So they just let me know how their ministry is going and I do my best to encourage them and keep them on track and all that sort of thing. And then I am accountable to a team of six people that is an eldership team or the leadership team um, of our church and then there's also four trustees as well. That team, that leadership team and trustees, sits over our three church locations. So South City C3, Eastside C3, and St. Martin C3. And that's worked really well up to now. That, that's worked great. However, we've also realised that each of our locations are localising their mission and their ministry. And so it's bit hard for a leadership team to know who, you know, someone on that leadership team, for example, who's at Eastside, knowing about exactly what's going on here at St. Martin's. So what they are proposing and what we're proposing to the membership of the church and Eastside and South City are doing the same thing, is that we create a leadership team that is in each of the locations, okay? Now, it still means that we will keep that overall team. There will still be an overall governing team that just makes sure that all the church locations stay on track. But this local team is focused on how do we progress 
the, the direction, the vision, what God has called St. Martin C3 to do. Does that kind of make sense? So at the moment, we have a few people here that serve on that overall team. Um, actually, I'm going to point them out to you. So uh, Lyndon, who's currently on media, is on the, the leadership team with me. Uh, Dave Donaldson, uh, where are you hiding? Uh, oh, there he goes. Dave Donaldson serves on the trustees. And Catherine Den, give us a wave, also serves on the, on the trustees. So us four, we serve on that overall um, team as a church. Now, you guys need to know... I, these guys aren't going to blow their own trumpets, so I'm going to do it for them today. <laughs> these guys do an incredible job. They're, these guys are the people that really make it all happen behind the scenes. They do things that you don't see. They make sure that the budget's sorted, that I don't go spending money that I shouldn't be spending. Um, they give me money that I can spend, which is really nice. Um, but just do a whole lot of things behind the scenes. Actually, David and I, um, we, uh, they were challenged. At the moment, we get... Um, a rates remission thing as a church. In other words, churches don't need to pay rates. That's really nice, isn't it? Um, because we're seen to be an organisation that does a good service to our community. And then they sent us a letter, the city council, they must be running out of money. And they basically said, ah, oh, we're changing the policy, churches have to pay rates. But if you don't want to do that, you can submit a proposal to us. And we went, well, we don't want to pay rates, so let's do that. So uh, David and I sent in a, a letter, and then they said, oh, we have to come and talk to your letter. And we went, oh, yeah, that's fine. So we rock up to this city council building. When was that? On Tuesday, I think it was. And um, we come up to this, this desk, and they said, oh, yep, just fill out this, sign you in, yeah, okay. And you just pop in and talk to the council in a minute. And we're like... I could see, we both looked at each other like, what? Yeah. So, so, and literally within five seconds, the door opens, and we just get in the site. And here's the whole city council, like the, the, the council. <laughs> and the, the mayor, and, you know, and, and, and they, we sit down at a desk, and I'm, like, I, I'm just, like, freaking out. Like, I'm, I'm a pretty confident person, but I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I kind of fumbled my way, but we, we kind of got through. And there's a clock. You've got five minutes to do your presentation. And there's this clock. At the, at right above um, the mirror and uh, up on the screen, and it gives you a count to get through what you've got to get through, as well as any questions within five minutes. So it was a good experience. So, uh, so you guys don't hear about that sort of stuff, but it happens, and there's all this work that happens behind the scenes. Um, so, the, ah, well, we don't know yet. So, yeah, you want to know the end of the story. Um, <laughs> This is, this is part of the uh, City Council long-term plan for the next 10 years, and it's a proposal that they put in place, and there's, I know that there's a whole bunch of pastors, because every church got that letter, so there's a whole bunch of pastors from around the city went to object to it, so let's hope, we will see, time will tell whether it's, because uh, uh, it would be, it's, I know we, we want to do our share, but... Um, it's, it rates on a church would not be cheap. You think your your house rates, are, you know, we're talking tens of thousands, not just uh, a few thousand dollars. So we will be fighting it as, as best we can, or at least hopefully they maybe we pay 20% or something like that. But suffice to say that um, those governing teams have, have to wrap their heads around some really difficult challenges. That's just a, a small one. But um, there are other difficult things that come up in church life 
that elders in the church and trustees in the church deal with. And um, this team has done an, a fantastic job, but we need a, now a local team to sort of carry what we do at St Martin's here. So what we're, gonna do, what we're proposing is that the four of us get together and uh, approach some people in this church to come on a team and just in the meantime, basically what we're going to do is just have a transitional team for a year. Um, to see if we've got kind of the right people and kind of learn the ropes of what this looks like and kind of nut it out a bit, okay? So this isn't kind of like set in stone forever. Uh, we don't know quite how many we'll have on that team yet. We're still working on that um, and exactly what that looks like. So we thought, okay, those on the governing team at the moment kind of have a good feel of that at the moment. So we'll keep doing that. We'll invite a few others onto that. If you have suggestions of good people that you think you would like on that team, then please come and talk to myself or Lyndon or David or Catherine, and um, we will consider those names. We will put in a transitional team just for a year, and then after a year, then we will open it up further, and if you like that team and you want to vote that team back in again, that's fine. If you don't like that team and you think we all need to get fired and you've got to put in a new team, well, that's up to you. Do you see what I mean? We will open that up to all members of our church to vote on who the team is going forward. Does that kind of sound pretty good? Okay. So you'll get an email and updates about that as, as we go through that process, and we will pray in that team when, when, it, when the appropriate time comes. We're also forming a missions team here as a church that's actually meeting tonight um, that is a localised team that is uh, focused on how do we do uh, local ministry in our community and our international ministry well. Uh, previously, that's been an overall mission team over the three locations, but now is kind of being uh, worked out in each of the locations. So there are just some changes that are coming up to how we lead as a church. So keep Please keep praying for us. Let's keep having those conversations going. Um, if, the, if you want any input into that, let's just start having those, those conversations. But if we're going to have an environment in our church that empowers people to lead well, and if we're going to have church leaders that lead well, what does that look like? So let me just spend 10 minutes going through some of the key attributes that that Christ is looking for as leaders in his church, but actually it applies to all of us, but particularly to leaders in his church. John 15 verse 4 says this, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot produce fruit, and, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. What Jesus is talking about here is if we're going to be fruitful, we want to be fruitful, right? We want to be productive in our service to God. Then we have to stay in close relationship with God. Now, I know that sounds basic, but how easy it is for us to drift off sometimes into our own thing and do things just in the natural rather than really leaning in to our relationship with God. We need Leaders who know God, know his ways, and are obedient to what he's calling them to do. In other words, I suppose the first, we could say it like this, 
spiritual maturity is the criteria for leadership. And by the way, that's not restricted to gender or age or race or anything like that. You know, I've seen in church life people go, oh, you know, we have to let the old ones lead because they've got the wisdom. That is true. And uh, we've got to be cautious about the young ones. But if you've got a young person who's spiritually mature, who's fired up for God and, and God's wisdom is on their life, let's release them into leadership. And keep in mind that all that we will do is, um, in, in leadership in this church is always team-based. So it's not like all leaning on one person. We're leading together as a, as a team. So spiritual maturity, that, that close walk with God is a big deal. The next one is character. If you look through the New Testament, it's very clear that the teaching is people who lead must be people of character. You're representing Christ. Here's an example. Jesus says, Luke 14, verse 11, For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. God is looking for people that are teachable. He's looking for people that are not pushing themselves forward, but they're humbly willing to serve. And as they serve, God elevates them. God is the one who exalts them. God is the one that gives them the responsibility that they deserve. Integrity matters. Character matters. Being holy matters in leadership. Here's another one. John chapter 17. Verse 20 says, I am praying not only for these disciples, this is Jesus' prayer, but also for all who, who will ever believe in, in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as, you, just as you and I are one. Man, that's an amazing prayer, isn't it? That they would all be one as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. See, if you're working as a leader in a team, if you're doing your best to take responsibility for what God has given you and given us as a church, it's not about your agenda. This is a, it's a tough lesson to learn in leadership, is that sometimes you're not going to get your way, and that's okay. That's okay to not get your way. It's about working together as a team. It's about being unified. And one of the things that I love about St. Martin's is that there is a unity and a working together towards the purposes of God. There is a oneness here that's really, really precious. And, and God blesses that. God blesses that oneness. We, we also see it um, here at the school. Um, there's, there's this real oneness on, on our board at Hillview. And, and that's precious because you can move an organization forward when there's oneness, when there's unity. And so Christian leaders, now they may not always agree, they may agree to disagree on some things, and that's okay, but they agree to move forward together and towards, towards the purposes of God. So when you're thinking about, okay, who do I want to, to lead us as a church? Who do I want on these sort of teams? Think about that spiritual maturity. Think about that character. Think about that willingness to, to work in with others. And if uh, people that you see up here, John T, me, Claire, others that you go, hang on a minute, guys, I, I, I think you're you know, dropping the ball on some of these things. 
You ought to challenge us. Absolutely. That is your role as a church. Leaders should never be above being challenged. Otherwise, the whole thing um, starts to unravel big time. So let's create an environment here at St. Martin C3 where we're empowering each other. We were having those conversations about, hey, how's, how is that ministry going? How are you taking that next step into what God has called you to do? Because God has invested so much in us. I told this story a, a couple of weeks ago at the evening service, but it, it appropriately fits in here. Uh, I graduated from Otago University in 2001, and uh, at our graduation ceremony, which was in the town hall, in Dunedin, we had Mei Chen Green as our um, speaker. Does anyone know who Mei Chen Green is? Ah, one or two people out there. Mei Chen Green um, is, uh, comes from a Taiwanese family. Her family uh, moved out here in 1974 from Taiwan. She didn't know a word of English. She was four years old at the time. She went to school. She was bullied and picked on. Um, but her family encouraged her and just said, you will be a leader one day. You just... Just keep, just keep your head down, just keep doing your schoolwork and keep achieving, like good Asian families often do, <laughs> which is great. And so that's exactly what May did. And she went to a take, while she was speaking at our graduation as they get graduates who, um, who have previously been through the university, and she went to Otago University, did I think a master's in law or something like that, and is now one of New Zealand's most successful lawyers. Uh, why you may know her is she's um, often, uh, the government often brings her in to consult on, on various matters of law that they're they are working through. She is an incredibly successful person. And um, she's an incredibly good speaker as well. And I was listening to her speak, and I didn't think much of a graduation speech. I was just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to sit through the talk. But she was really inspiring. And this was her message. She basically said this. She said... You know, you're here today, and she was talking to doctors, lawyers, theologians, engineers, all these people, huge potential in this room, thousands of people who are just graduating with their degrees and high degrees. And she said, people have invested in you. Your family has got you to this place. The university, your teachers, all these people through your life have invested in you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do now? And basically she was saying, what's their return on their investment? You know, God has invested in you. Other Christians, you're here today and God's done a work in your life. You're transformed because someone invested in you. Consider that today. What are you going to do with what God has placed in your hands? What are you going to do with the opportunities that are given to you? On Friday night, I was with a group of families who are mostly immigrant people who have come into New Zealand. And uh, some of you are, are, are here today. And they were sharing their stories about how hard it is to come into New Zealand. And I, and I was kind of like going, why, why? Why go through all this effort, like to basically give everything that they had to get here, to get a working visa and then to get a residence visa and just go through the whole process? 
because they don't get the benefits that uh, you get as a, as, a, as a Kiwi. And they work hard. They work really, really, really hard to get it. And they go, yeah, but the opportunities here for our children especially, not doing it for themselves, but for the next generation, I go, well, that's vision. That's impressive. You see, they're investing in the future. See, sometimes we have it so good in our church life, in our families, in, our, in, in, in the country that we live in, we don't appreciate that what we've got. But with, with that opportunity comes responsibility. We've got to do something with what we have. We've got to do something with these opportunities that we've got. We've got to do something with the call of God that he's placed on our lives. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit c3chch.org.